I am Kevin Drake with Sports Matters, and I'm sitting alongside my partner, Matt Burt. What's going on? It's too hot for me today. I can I'm, barely function. This is rare, us getting this kind of heat this late in the year. Well, it's 90 degrees out already, so make no. sure you pack some water if you're walking around the class. Most places, it's going to be triple digits, and it's going to be triple digits when the first pitch is thrown, which is a record. I'm that done. is a record. It's never happened in World Series history. Tom doesn't agree with me, but I think more home runs will be hit tonight. Well, it is Clayton Kershaw versus Dallas Keuchel. We saw Kershaw throw and give up four home runs against the Diamondbacks. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's true. It, it can happen. It all depends on which way the wind's blowing, and, so and they we, say. We also saw Dallas Keuchel do the same thing with the Yankees. True. Just and that way. was a great series, by the way. What were your thoughts on that? The Yankees are just one game away from the World Series. I think it just came down to, you know, experience versus inexperience in that Game 7. I mean, they, they did make a good comeback towards the end. Um, it was It ended up being a close game. Uh, although if you're an Astros fan, you kind of got a little nervous towards the end. But if you got a guy like Ken Giles in the back of that pen, you got to have a little bit more confidence than that. He, I think you're you're looking at the two of the best closers in all of baseball right now in Ken Giles versus Jensen. I think about this matchup, it's going to be a fun one. I do like the Astros' offense a whole lot, and I do like the Dodgers pitching a whole lot. So it's kind of like a toss-up. You know, I think tonight's game will, will be a good indicator of how both the teams are right now. Oh, this easily can go seven games. I mean, both teams are very well balanced. Both teams have great pitching. Both teams have really good hitting. And the Astros really really showed their resilience. They're kind of a bend-but-don't-break type of team. Honestly, these are the two best teams in baseball. And the first time since 1970 that two 100-win teams meet in a World Series. And that hasn't happened since Baltimore won 108 games versus the my Cincinnati Reds at 102, which they lost in five. That was the beginning of the era of the big red machine. Fast forward back here, it's very exciting out here. I mean, I, you could feel the vibe all the way down here in Orange County. Just It's like Dodger mania everywhere. It's like what happened with the Angels? Uh. <laughs> I think, you know, there's a lot of buzz. The Dodgers haven't been here since 1988. True. 29 years. And I can still remember it to the day. I don't know how old you were at the time when Kirk Gibson, Tommy Lasorda, pulled one of the best moves. How and old I was? Yeah. How old I was? <laughs> were uh, you old? I was negative, like, five. <laughs> you didn't exist. Tommy Lasorda pulls off Kirk Gibson, who just basically limped up to the plate. The man was injured. He wasn't able to play. Limps up to the plate and just hits that historic home run. He was hobbling around the bases and it won the game, and that set the tone for that series. At least the last time they were there, they won, so who knows? It could be A or B. I don't know. Fast forward to 2017. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It could be A or B. I, I There's a lot of uncertainty going into this. The Dodgers are the hottest team right now, for sure, but the Astros are equally as hot. I'm going to give the edge, my unbiased edge, to the Astros just because of what has been going on. They have the emotional kind of influence going on with the with the hurricanes and their city kind of struggling they they need some positive light i think the dodgers are a great baseball team i just uh, i think the astros have that little extra edge that gives them an advantage we'll see what happens in game one it's the battle of the titans that's really what it comes down to because they're both the best teams in baseball it can go either way it's anybody's series it just depends on like you said how it plays out and another little fun fact the houston astros in the world series era are the only team to ever make it to the World Series as a National League team, which they did in 2005, and now as an American League team in 2017, which is a fun fact of the day. Yep, very <laughs> fun. What, what is your predictions for the series? I am so torn. I think it's going to go seven games. I don't know. 
It's just uh, this is just a hard one. I would say the resiliency of the Houston Astros. I think they can edge out the Dodgers. But the Dodgers bat start, like you said, if they start off hot tonight, it's anybody's series. It really is. It's like flipping a coin. What do I do? Do I flip a coin? To me, you know, the, the Dodgers were playing the Cubs, and the Cubs pitching was, was really not great in this postseason. I mean, they their starting pitching was all right, but they, they had to rely a lot on Wade Davis. He hadn't pitched for over two innings in this entire season or since he's had put on a Cubs uniform. To me, looking at that, I think the Cubs kind of were the weaker team between the two, and I think that the Dodgers exposed them because of that. However, this is a different team that they're facing in the Astros. They're not going to have as bad of a bullpen that they're going against, and they're not going to have as bad of a pitching staff. And let's not forget that the Astros' offense is very, very good. I think it's going to go to six games, but I think the Astros win. You're saying Astros and six? Astros and six. I could very well see that happening. That's the thing. The Astros really do play the small ball to a T. Uh, you look at the games that they beat the Yankees, 2-1, two 2-1. To to it's almost mirror images in the first two games. And then when the Yankees were at home, obviously their bats woke up and scored so many. I think at one point they scored, I think it was 13 unanswered runs in the last two games to go up 3-2. to two. That's where I say the Astros are a bend-but-don't-break kind of team. They withstood that, and they had the resilience. And then when they got back home, they closed it out the last two games. And in fact, Game 7 pitching matchup was CC Sabathia versus Charlie Morton. And that was the guy that got rocked in the last game. Well, usually when I when I come up with predictions, I, I have experience as some indicator, but both of these teams they, they don't have a whole lot of experience in World Series type baseball. That's a beautiful thing. thing. That's why there's a lot of unpredictability that's going to happen, which is going to make it more fun to watch. I think it, it'll be, like it's already the most expensive ticket in town right now. I, I don't know if you've seen the game one price. Thousands just, of dollars obscene but you know I think the whole hurricane thing it gives the Astros some edge you know it, it gives you something deep down you're right it has that extra element I, I think the Cubs had that last year I think the Cubs and the Indians had it last year that's why it was such a great series it went all the way down to the wire you had a little stroke of extra inning magic there for the Cubs to me I just think this Houston Astros team has been pretty good all year I think the Dodgers are a great baseball team I think they have a lot of great pitching and the thing is I mean very well I mean I don't want to jump ahead and read the future but it could very well be the LA Dodgers versus New York Yankees in 2018 World Series Ugh. that very well can happen but, but let's focus we, on the now gotta, Let's. We're not Nostradamus here. <laughs> we can't even think that far ahead. I can barely think of what I'm having. But I know eat. a lot of people are big Dodger fans, so you know I'm saying to them, go Dodger Blue. I root for you. I don't. I really don't have a, a team in the fight. Obviously, I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. Always have been. Always will be. Good luck to both the teams. May the best team win. I guess I'm taking the easy way out here. I could very well see Astros in six or Dodgers in seven. Well, let's see. How about NC- some NCAA football? Because there was a couple really big upsets but the one i want to get to first notre dame and usc did notre dame just prove to everybody i would say an upset but i think notre dame proved that they are an elite team the way they handled usc because i really thought usc sam darnold was going to be the heisman candidate when i saw the game i mean he had an okay game his numbers weren't that bad the turnovers, I think that's what killed them. The two fumbles, the interception, and Notre Dame turned those into 21 points. I did not see Notre Dame blowing out USC 49-14. to I thought it would be a lot closer game. To me, that was kind of an upset. <laughs> well, I mean, an upset in terms of a blowout, yes. To me, 
Notre Dame's a good football team. They always have been. I just think USC's injured, and I'm not talking about their main guys. I'm talking about the supplementary players that you kind of need. They've had banged up offensive line, which is very important. Has oh, absolutely. Seen. I think it's the most important. We've seen that with the Rams. But I think the best upset this weekend was Syracuse over... It wasn't even this weekend. It was last week on last Thursday. It was Syracuse over Clemson. And you had Dabo Sweeney go over and thank some of the players. He was like, good job. Great job today. After the game in their locker room. Like, that. that's a classy individual right there. I mean, like, that's a great move to do. I think that the other big upset was Washington versus ASU. I mean, ASU wasn't ranked at that point. Washington was supposedly one of the class teams in the Pac-12 this year. And they got They're beat a tough by team. ASU. ASU always plays them hard. And, you know, shout out to Kyle Middlebrooks. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, Washington, Washington State, I mean, I think the Pac-12 is a very, very tough division. It is. It's top to bottom. It's got a lot of competitiveness. I'd say it's one of the more competitive divisions in college football right now. I'm not too sure about how the SEC is playing out. You mainly just have Alabama. And Georgia. And Georgia. Georgia sitting at number three. And Georgia wasn't for a fluke play. They could have had a loss and Notre Dame because it's still been undefeated. Exactly. And I, th- I think so. besides those two teams, anyone else that you can think of? Not off the top of my head. Yep. Cricket. And then the ACC, Clemson. And um, can you think of anyone else? So when you look at the Pac-12, it's always the most competitive division in football. Like top to bottom, there's so many athletes here that it, it just becomes a competitive nature. There's so many good head coaches. I mean, you look at Arizona, Rich Rod. You look at Washington State, Mike Leach. These are two guys with pedigrees and big programs. And then you look at USC, unbelievable season this year. They have a Heisman winning quarterback potentially. You look at UCLA, potential Heisman winning quarterback. I mean, you go top to bottom down the board. It's just, it's there's a lot I mean, of Jim Moore Jr. You know, he used to coach in the NFL, right? Jim Moore so, Jr. So, you so look much at competition. Chris Peterson in Washington, even though they lost this weekend, it's tough. Which I, I really liked Washington. Washington was a great team. They were going to be the class of the Pac-12. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were the best team in the division. Well, both teams are still playing really well. Washington, Washington State. Yeah. Obviously not in the playoff hunt. Yeah, and we're not going to get the big well-known kind of thing because we're not in the playoff hunt. But I still think that this is top to bottom of the most competitive division. I mean, you look at Cal had a couple good wins against North Carolina Old Miss, even though Old Miss got waxed by Alabama, 66 to nothing. I think top to bottom, this is a good league. And you look at the Northern Division, you got the top three teams are three and one. And then you look at the South Division, and the, the top teams only have one loss. Both now, divisions Oklahoma, only have one loss are in their top three teams. Penn State at number two. Then you have Wisconsin and Ohio State. So that's another really tough division, too. That is a tough division. Yeah. I'm, I, that's why I didn't go Well, I may have outright said it, but I think the Pac-12 is still the most competitive division. And if not, it's a tie with the Big Ten because the Big Ten is good, too. I mean, you look at top to bottom is Wisconsin. All of them haven't even lost their top three teams that they have are Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State. And then after that, it goes to Michigan, which is still a pretty good football team. And Wisconsin's good, too. So you got some pretty good you got some pretty good teams in there. Between those two, it's just take your pick. Hey, there's one college program that's kind of made a resurgence again. The U. <laughs> Miami. Miami. They're looking pretty good again this year. Yeah. They figured out how to hit the recruiting system in Florida, which is just a hotbed for football players. Yeah, a lot of great football players come out of Florida. Alabama, Ohio. All that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's lots of good football players. So that's where you start. You start in your own backyard. And that's how the U was built up on back in the Jimmy Johnson era and the Dennis Erickson. You know, they went out and got you know, the kids from the neighborhood. I mean, that's how you do it. You build from within. Well, not only that, I mean, like of recent memory, you look at what Tom Herman did. He picked, I think it was 60 players within the 20 square miles of Houston. 
Oh, yes, yes, like yes. That, and it, that's, you shouldn't go out and try to get people that are not going to come want to play. People want their families to come watch. We want to be seen kind of thing. I think that's what recruiters go after is like you want to play close to home. And obviously, if you're not going to get some of the big boys that are playing in, I don't know, I think that where's the top overall recruitment? He was just on national TV. I was watching him. He was really good. And then you had Kirby Smart flying. So he's going to Georgia. He comes in on a helicopter. <laughs> Choppers down, walks out, Georgia gear. Hey, hey, hey. Like, are you kidding? Like, what? <laughs> like, there is no NCAA violation with that. That's the finding loopholes right there. Oh, I don't even want to touch that. Well, I'll tell you what, moving on in, you know, talk about Thursday night football. How about that Kansas City Chiefs versus the Oakland Raiders? Yeah, what a, a game, game that was. That was the that best was, game of the weekend. I think it was. There's it, too many games that were just so low. Well, scoring. Thursday night's been, been, been a lot of duds, and they're just talking about, you know, is there a necessary to even have a Thursday night football? Well, these last couple weeks have actually been interesting, and, and this one in particular, Kansas City Chiefs, that's just a heartbreak loss for them. Let that slip away, and it's a great win for the Raiders. And you think about it, the Chargers getting a win on Sunday. Now that division, it's not like Kansas City is going to run away with it. You go from being 5-0, and now you're 5-2, and and then you got Denver right behind you, 3-4, and Chargers 3-4, and and the so Raiders right there at 3-4. and I've got the toughest question that I've probably ever asked <laughs> right now. What are the two Super Bowl teams now? The two Super Bowl teams now it's such it's, a it's toss still, up what you still you know the bottom line is new england patriots until someone knocks them off they are the team to beat in the afc but in the NFC, the landscape has kind of changed now with Aaron Rodgers not being in the picture because right. you, you thought Green Bay would have been right in there being a, a nice heavy favorite. And I like Dallas. I think they're a solid team. But the way Philadelphia looked last night, how they just destroyed their rival Washington Redskins, who's actually a a pretty good team as well. The way Carson Wentz is so composed and all the weapons, the way he uses Zach Ertz, his receivers, the running game. I mean, Philadelphia could be a repeat Super Bowl of Philadelphia and New England very well. And you can't cut out New Orleans Saints. They're on a ride in a four-game winning streak. And they're they're actually playing defense. Repeat Super Bowl? Possible. What do you mean? With the Falcons and the... No, no, no. Philadelphia Eagles versus New England Patriots. Last year's Super Bowl was the Falcons versus I'm the talk, Patriots. I'm talking about a, a repeat Super Bowl oh. of 2004. I thought you meant like... When Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens were on the Eagles. I thought you meant back-to-back years. I was, no, I was no, confused. no, not back-to-back. Not back-to-back. So, f- to me... Confucius says... I mean, the thing is, is like there's so much, there's so much that's going on where it's, you think you see a favorite and then it's not actually there. I mean, it's very topsy-turvy right now. In the NFC, you're totally right. There's a lot of disparity. I mean, there's a lot of different teams. I'd pick Philadelphia as well. But to me, on the other side in the AFC, I know we were really big on the Raiders. The most underrated thing that's happened to them the entire season, I mean, they've had such bad things happen, like Derek Carr gets hurt, basically hurt his back really bad. That's a tough thing to do and be a quarterback. Right, um, and be able to play through that. Because you need a healthy Derek Carr the headline, if you're going to compete. The headline that that should be ringing everywhere is that this defense that was very that was supposedly supposed to be really good hasn't played up to par. Gets Navarro Bowman, and Navarro Bowman is a guy that's been there, been around when he was. The Niners were really good, and the the Niners let him go, and now he goes to the Raiders. So I think the Raiders upset the Patriots. I think it's Eagles Raiders. It's still wide open. I mean, there's still a lot of football to be played. I know we sit around, you know, play around with predictions. You know, still the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think it's a solid team, and I think they're going to wreck havoc in the AFC because they've slowly gotten better each year. They got Andy Reid. That's a solid. I mean, they could very well be six and one right now. I mean, like you could do three different predictions for the Super Bowl. 
this year, and I don't think any of them will rewrite. We, what we should do is like what foot, college football does. They have the playoff ranking. We should have our Super Bowl ranking the of the top, Bowl four ranking, the, the, the top four teams. You know yeah, what? We'll be I'll, the first to do that. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. All right. I think number one right now, Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, they've showed the most consistency. I, I really love. So you got to pick wins. two NFC, two AFC. So two NFC. I'm gonna go sleeper team. You're wearing their shirt right now, the Rams. You heard I love it here it. first. I love it. You we haven't even first. talked about the Rams. I'm wearing a Rams shirt because they destroyed the Arizona Cardinals 33-0. to zero. You heard yes, it here folks, first. Yes, folks, you heard it right. Zero. You heard it here first. And we saw them all summer long putting this team together. Not that I could see the future, but I definitely saw the potential what this team could become. And you know what? The vibe of that camp is really spilt over. It's in the regular season. They are winning games. And the only two games they lost, those are heartbreaking losses when you lose on turnovers at home. However, they responded very, very well, responded to the resilience, and look at them now. L.A. Rams are 5-2 and two and look solid. The defensive line is getting pressure on the quarterback. The cornerbacks, my man Tremaine Johnson, they're just locking down the top receivers. I love this team. Jared Goff. You, what about Jared Goff? Yeah. Who, who, who thought Jared Goff could run the ball? He ran the ball in for the touchdown. Ten yeah. yards out. You're no so one excited right now. I am. You're I love so the Rams. Excited. you got to give love but to the Rams. Here's why I didn't pick the Cowboys. Zeke's well, the Rams beat them anyway in Dallas. I know they did. Zeke's suspension. I think that's that's the big thing is if he misses six games, you look at the different football team without him. So that's why I'm, I'm going to go sleeper pick. So Philadelphia Rams on the AFC. I concur. Don't think the Patriots. I think the Patriots are doing well this year. I think they're a great team. But I have to give it to the Chiefs and the Raiders. I still like I'm not going to change. I think the I, AFC I'm West. Patriots Chiefs. Patriots Chiefs. Just pending on Derek we'll Carr's see. health. We'll see what goes on. Well, we're starting to run out of time, but I'll tell you what. There's, other than the World Series game time, which I know everybody in America is going to be watching this, if the game's a blowout, come at 7 p.m. at the Bren Center, we have a huge game. The Battle of the Titans, the UC Irvine women's volleyball team. They're 18 and 2 overall, 6 and 1 in the Big West, are riding a 6-game winning streak and they're going to take on the top team, Cal Poly, who is 19 and 2 overall, 9 and 0 in Big West matches. The Clash of the Titans, top 2 teams are going to meet here at the Bren. And you know what? The UCI women's volleyball team is going to defend the Bren. So when the World <laughs> Series game concludes, you can catch the last matches of this game. Let's go UCI. Zot zot. You need you need to go down to the uh, social media center and pitch that defend the brand hashtag defend the brand <laughs> I, th- I think they're they're ranked 10 nationally am I right that's correct so that's a great job by the women's to begin with but in the west I'm talking about in the big west they're the top two teams in the big west oh yeah well the-, the conference it's all about winning the conference Yes, the rankings are nice. You know, they're they're roughly in the top fifteen, both teams. But in the conference, they're the top two teams. Why? Well, I'm the just Battle saying. The top ten nationally is very. That's something to oh, hang your huge. hat on. Like. It's huge. So, congratulations to those women. Harley Kiko. I can't even say it. Kikawa. Kikawa. Harley Kikawa, one of the big stars. With a .43 ace average. Are you kidding me? I'm, like, I'm I, serious. I, I played volleyball for a yeah. little bit briefly. 
and I maybe got one ace out of a hundred. Okay, that just shows you how talented these women are. They're talented. amazing athletes. You know, there's this grace, there's elegance, but I'll tell you what, there's power, and especially with the volleyball, they have it all. They got the whole package, and they're just exciting to watch. I invite you down 7 p.m. Defend the brand. You're so excited. <laughs> it's exciting. World Series going on. You got to battle the Titans tonight with a volleyball game. How much coffee did you drink? This I didn't morning? drink any coffee. This is pure adrenaline, my You're friend. This is like adrenaline. This. Love to know how you were if you drank like four cups of coffee. I'm insane. <laughs> well, I tell you what. On that note. This is Sports Matters. I'm Kevin Drake. That's Matt Burt. And we just want to let you know we'd like to invite you to SoundCloud. That's where our podcast will be uploaded. However, if you follow us at KUCI, you can do it at Twitter at KUCI FM, Instagram at KUCI FM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, Facebook.com forward slash KUCI 889. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a fabulous day and enjoy the World Series and anything else to say, Matt. I love you, Grandma. We'll leave on that note. Enjoy your day.